great to be getting back into ministry and seeing everything kick off again as well. We are pumped and we're looking forward to a great year. I'm going to pray and we're going to get into it this morning. Father, we just thank You, Lord, for Your goodness. We thank You, each one of us here in this room has just received Your goodness in our lives, Father. Some of us know it really well and we're so grateful for it. And others of us, we're in seasons where we're just looking for it and asking that You pour it out, Father. So we just thank You for who You are this morning. In Your presence today, Lord, we just welcome You. Holy Spirit, come and move. Lord, packed rooms are exciting. We can do great things and create great programs and connect with lots of people, but we are talking about a move of Your Holy Spirit, which only You can instigate. It's gonna prompt real transformation, real salvations, real healing, lasting, eternal healing, Father. And it's gonna bring change all around us. And so we just look to You this morning to come and move in Your power. We pray this in Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. All right, just elbow the person next to you and say there's a good message for you this morning. You better be listening. Now let them know it's for me too. This is for me. Well, today is our anointing service. And after the message, we're going to be praying for people and blessing people for the year ahead. And I feel very strongly uh, that in our 10th year, the Lord is calling us into a place of impact and influence that's going to require us to step closer to Him to see the fullness of it released. And so I know that might sound daunting to some people, but I want you to hear this, is that when we do that, we take a step towards the Lord, God does great things. And I'm picturing things like Ezekiel 37, where the Lord breathes on the dead bones and an army comes to life. I'm picturing things like in Matthew, when we hear about the sower and the seed, there's a harvest 30, 60 and 100 times that which was sown. These are great multiplying things. And the Lord is calling us into this space and He's calling each one of us to be a part of it. The great thing is that in the body of Christ, in the church, is that we're all wired up differently, we're all gifted differently, and the details of what that looks like are going to be different for every single person here. They're not going to look the same for any of us, but God meets us in His grace and He calls us into the more that He has for each one of us in our own grace. And that's a really good thing. But it's going to happen in relation to our response to the seed that is being sown. So there is some responsibility that we take in seeing a move of God happen. If you have your Bibles, uh, turn to 1 Peter chapter 1 with me. I'm pretty fired up this morning. I've got a, um, a message that's kind of burning in my heart. 
And I apologise ahead of time if you've come for light and fluffy today. I don't know. I've just put it before the Lord. I said, Lord, if you, can I at least tell a funny joke or something? I'll keep you hanging. Maybe there's one in here somewhere. First Peter chapter 1, and we're going to start at verse 13. He says, therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. So today I want to speak to you about the call to holiness. And I know that for some people that sounds scary and some people think, hey, God just wants to take away all our fun. Anything that's fun to do in life but naughty, God wants to get rid of that, right? And I can promise you that God has the best for us, that He is a good God and He wants to call us out of things that are destructive to our relationship with Him and call us into good things. And so He's calling us to be a holy people. And holy just means to be dedicated or consecrated to God. Holy, to be holy is to be sacred. It carries this weighty kind of reverence to it. And when we talk about it in terms of God's holiness, then we know that God is set apart from all things. He is perfect. He is holy. He cannot come into contact, be associated with anything that is not perfect. This is who He is. He is a holy God. And so what does that mean? I mean, there are other gods through the ages who can be angry, um, gods of war and things like that. Our God is a God of love. He is a holy God. And we are called to be like our holy God. Now, I want to take you on a little teachy journey this morning, okay? All the teachy people, you're excited. Everyone else, your eyes have already glazed over. All right, so stay with me this morning. This is a bit like some Bible study, just compressed and very quick, okay? If we start in the Old Testament, in particular with the book of Leviticus, we read that God's instructions to the Israelites were very specific around things that were declared as clean or unclean. And so God listed those things He told them to not participate in anything that was unclean, to not come in contact with anything that was unclean. But clean things could be, or unclean things, could be people, they could be places even, and they could even be objects as well. And we read in Scripture about things things that were clean becoming unclean because they came in contact with, with things that were deemed unclean by God. One of those things specifically was dead bodies, okay? So there was a system here, a procedure that God put in place 
for people to follow. Now, if a person was unclean, then they were not fit for worship. And in certain scenarios, they were not fit for community even. And it meant that they could, that they had to avoid anything that was actually holy. They were in an unclean state and they could not go near anything that was holy. Now, there were ways that people who were unclean could become clean again. There were various purification processes that involved things like um, waiting a length of time, God specified. There were priestly rituals. People would go and see the priest and do as they were told. There were sacrifices of animals. Uh, There was washing with water that symbolised being clean, being made clean. And people would go and they would go through these purification processes so they could get changed from being unclean to clean. Um, If it was an object, it was different. An object could be cleaned by being washed in water, by being cleaned with fire or by being completely destroyed. It depended on what material the object was. My point is that this was serious business. God had given specific instructions to the Israelites on how to behave in these matters. Now, for the Jews, this idea of being set apart and being clean was very important to them and it helped them actually identify as God's chosen people. So they were the people that God had chosen and in choosing them, He declared them as set apart from the rest of the people in the world. Part of their set apartness was to live in a clean state as the Lord commanded them to. And so what they would do over time, we read in scriptures, particularly after the exile returned from Babylon, the Jews started to spread out across the world. Part of what helped identify them as God's covenant people is that they would continue to participate in these cleansing rituals and adhere to these rules that the Lord had commanded over them. Are you with me still? Okay. The big picture in all of this is that number one, God's chosen people would live as set apart people from the world. And they had to be set apart to be like God. All right. Number two is that God is the God of life. So being a God of life, He does not come in contact with anything that is unclean or associated with death apart from resurrection, okay? And so this is what was at play as these kind of um, practical steps were put in place. There was a bigger picture at work. I need you to see that. I'll give you a few quick examples. The concept of separation was at play. On the day, if if you know the story of the burning bush, Moses is out there in the desert herding sheep. He sees a bush that's on fire, but it doesn't burn up. He goes over to the bush and the Lord speaks to him from the bush, 
that's on fire and says, Moses, take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Now, the place where Moses was standing was holy ground because the presence of the Lord had manifested in that place. Now, even the dirt on the bottom of Moses' sandals was enough to be deemed as unclean. It was common. And the common cannot come in contact with the sacred. And so Moses takes off his sandals and stands in the presence of the Lord. And it is only by God's grace that he just doesn't get burned up. Right? I'll give you another example. In the tabernacle, uh, there, were all, there, was, there was this worship system and people would be uh, purified through blood, um, through the sacrifice of an animal. And even objects in the tabernacle were anointed and set apart for the plans and purposes of God. They had to be clean to be in the presence of God. We're talking about like candle holders, right? Not even the candle holders could be unclean to be in the presence of the Lord. Now, some of this stuff I know may sound boring to you. It may sound like you're in kind of, you're hearing a bit of history stuff, old school stuff. Some of it's gross. I get that. Sacrifices, blood. I understand that as well. You might even think that it was over the top, that this was crazy stuff. But here's the thing, is that when you understand this as a bit of a foundation surrounding sin and being in the presence of the Lord, then your salvation and the understanding of sin and what Jesus has done for you will be so much richer. There is value in us understanding where we have come from to be where we are. This is why Jesus dying on the cross was so amazing. Now, 2023 for you and I is going to be a year of growing deeper in God if we can throw off everything that is a distraction from the things of the Lord and live as His set-apart chosen people. You're going to see great things happen. All right, let me give you a New Testament example. How many people love the New Testament? You're like, praise the Lord, we're into the New Testament now. Acts chapter 10 will take you to a very interesting passage. In verse 11, I'll read some of it to you, but this passage is about Peter. He's on the roof of his house. Scriptures tell us that he was hungry. In his hungry state, the Lord comes and gives him a vision. Acts 10 verse 11, it says, He saw heaven opened and something like a large sheet being let down to earth by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals as well as reptiles and birds. I love four-footed animals, especially ones that go moo. They taste delicious. <laughs> Verse 13, then a voice told him, get up, Peter, kill and eat. Surely not, Lord, Peter replied. I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. The voice spoke to him a second time, do not call anything impure that God has made clean. So just to give you kind of 
the really short version of what's taking place here, God was showing Peter in this vision that there was no longer a distinction between Jew and Gentile. Where Jews were declared clean and Gentiles unclean, that had changed and God's people were now declared clean, right? And that's you and I. That means that we are no longer ordinary, we are no longer common, but now we are declared extraordinary. (laughs) Amen? Some of you are like, heck yes, I am. (laughs) Extraordinary. All right, let me read to you more from our Peter passage where we got up to verse 17. It says, Since you call on a father who judges each person's work impartially, Live out your times as foreigners here in reverent fear. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. One of the way this one of the ways this impacts our lives is that it brings purpose to us. As followers of Jesus, we are people who have direction. We're following Jesus. We're now set apart for God's plans and purposes. Now, I don't believe that that means we've got to uh, close the doors on Sunday and just only let the really spiritual people into the place, set our people, ourselves apart from anyone else, right? Um, I don't think it means that we've got to buy some acreage and build some huts and we're all going to move on there so that we won't be contaminated by the world and we're going to all wear purple all the time <laughs> and we're going to grow really long beards and, and, and not cut our hair, Okay. That's a cult, just so you know. (laughs) That's what that is. The Lord has called us to be in the world, but not of the world, okay? He has plans and purposes for us as believers. But the problem is that so many Christians miss out on His plans and purposes because they get saved. They come to the Lord and then they get saved and then nothing from that point changes. The only difference is that they attend church occasionally. At the moment, it's one in three Sundays, most of the time one in four, the stats say. This is not what a follower of Jesus looks like. A follower of Jesus has been set apart, filled with the presence of God, the Holy Spirit, declared clean by the blood of Jesus for His plans and purposes. 2 Corinthians 5, 20 says, We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making His appeal through us. So this passage is talking about our role in being people who reconcile other people to God. This is God's heart, to reconcile people to Himself. And now He uses people just like you and me. We are called to represent Jesus. But what happens is that so many people get saved 
They don't learn that God has a life for them to live, that he has plans and purposes for their life, that he has gifted them uniquely for those plans and purposes, that he has a sphere of influence, a grace over their life, that he's going to reach into places that possibly other people cannot reach. And so they miss out on the things that God has for them. But that is not going to be you and I. When you go to work during the week, you go to work as someone who is set apart for God's plans and purposes. When you care for your family during the week, you are there as a representative of Jesus for His plans and purposes. When you are navigating difficult seasons in life, and you are asking God what to do next, you are looking for answers which are His plans and purposes. No matter what you want from the situation, it's about His plans and purposes. God changes everything. You know, I learned this firsthand when I got called to ministry. I was working in a job, I was working for Energex at the time. It was a job I loved. Not many people get to say this, I know. I woke up every morning pumped to go to work. It was amazing. I I loved every second of my job. And in that place, I believe God came and spoke and he said, Dan, I want you to leave this and I want you to go to Bible college and you're going to get paid two days a week at minimum wage and it's going to be great. (laughs) I said, Lord, I was just starting to get some overtime. But I knew, Lisa and I had been praying. We heard what we believed was God's voice leading us into something different. And the decision was made right then. This is what we do. This is God's plans and purposes. That's what we're on about. Romans 10, 11 says this as Scripture says, Anyone who believes in Him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on Him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? How can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they're sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. We are set apart by the Lord because God loves the world and He wants to use people just like you and me to reach the world and show the world who He is. It's reconciliation. But you are going to miss out on a year of God's activity if you don't make a choice to live set apart for Him. This can be the year where you see the greatest move of God in your life ever as you press into Him. This can be the year where these prayers on this board, you can see breakthrough in these areas as you seek the Lord with all your heart and all your soul. This can be the year where you determine I'm going to fix my eyes on Jesus. All those other years when I felt like I haven't grown in the Lord, this year I'm going to grow in the Lord. It's happening this year. It's going to come down to our response 
to the Father reaching out to us in grace. And He does. He meets us as we have that desire. So if you're wondering what you can practically do to live set apart in 2023, I'll go back to my passage here. In verse 13, it says, With minds that are sober and alert. Some people are like, oh dear, (laughs) what? (laughs) To be sober of mind is to be clear-headed. Okay, I was talking with someone recently and uh, they were saying, I've been so busy in this season, I can't even think straight. Well, that is not clear-headed. And busyness and distractions are going to rob us of clarity. And the Lord is calling us to clarity. How many people know there is so much noise in the world today about everything, right? And the only thing that we can hold on to as truth is the Word of God. The only thing. Now, I don't want to get legalistic with you, but maybe I am, okay? (laughs) If you are not reading the Word of God, if you are not in the Word of God regularly, then I do not understand how you are hearing truth. I know that the Holy Spirit speaks. I know that that's powerful. But the Word of God plays a powerful role in our life when it comes to hearing the truth of His Word. We need this. And in Romans 12, it says, Be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And so I believe that we are new creations. The Lord makes us new creations. But often our minds are catching up with that identity. This is how we catch it. Our minds get renewed. If you are not a Bible reader, come and see us and we would love to help you read the Bible. I was talking to someone just this morning sharing an amazing testimony we often talk about the Bible in a year plan on you version, and they said, I started it last year and I've been doing the Bible in a year and it's been amazing. How great's that? Come and see us and we can help you find something that's going to help you read the Scriptures. Number two comes out of our text once again. Verse 13 says, Set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at His coming. The point here is be careful where you put your hope. As followers of Jesus, our hope is in Jesus. All right? There's a lot of other things that we might put our hope in, but I want want you to hear me. They're probably not going to work out well for you. Okay? Jesus is the one we put our hope in. And in this context, the hope is that He's returning one day, which means the best is yet to come. Amen. All right, number three, verse 14. Flee from evil and live obedient to God. 2 Corinthians 7 says this, um, Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. So I want you to hear this, is that the freedom that we have in Jesus doesn't give us freedom to live in our flesh. The freedom that's found in Jesus comes from living in the Spirit. 
It's amazing. This is what God has for us. And so if it is time to clean up sin in your life and pursue holiness, then I wanna encourage you, start today. Today is the day. Come before the Lord, seek repentance and change. Okay? Now, 10 days of prayer and fasting are also an amazing time for lifestyle change. Okay? From day one, you say, Lord, I am living holy and consecrated for you. Now, some of you, you're going to say for 10 days. (laughs) Start with 10 days and go from there. See what the Lord does in that place, all right? Uh, Band, you guys can come up. I'm just going to wrap up here. Um, What I want to do this morning is I want to invite you for a second just to imagine the year that you have before you. You might want to close your eyes. You might want to just picture the things that you know are going to be in this year, the places that God has you planted, the the places God is going to take you to be His witness. It might be your workplace. It might be a sporting group. It might be your family home your grandchildren, your neighbours? Where has God got you that you're aware of in the year that's ahead? I want you to know this. I believe that it's God's desire to work through you in those places and spaces. So as you're thinking about those places, I want you to picture yourself as God as someone God has set apart and commissioned to be in those places, that you carry the light of God in you and that perhaps in some situations, if you don't go there, if the light's not there, then there will be no light. Just give those things to God now. Just in surrender in obedience, just in your heart, just say, Lord, they're yours. Have your way. Now I want you to just to join me with this picture that I started with from Ezekiel 37. God gives this vision to Ezekiel of this valley of dry bones. He gets Ezekiel to prophesy over these bones. And today I want you to picture that we're a part of that breath, that we're a part of that army, that as God comes and breathes, that a mighty army of God is raised up. And that even in this room today, as we go out into the places and spaces that God has for us, there is a kingdom impact that will be 30, 60 and 100 times what is sown. That we will see great things happen in Jesus' Name. That the presence of God will go out into those places where it's desperately needed and you and I will be the hands and feet that take it there because we're set apart for His plans and purposes. Amen. All right. Did you hang in there? Was that all right? Can the teachy people give me an amen? Yeah. 
That's good. Well, I'm just gonna talk you through uh, our response time right now. We're just gonna move into a bit of time of worship and finish up this morning. But before we finish, we're gonna have this opportunity for people to be anointed with oil and blessed for the year ahead, right? Some people are like, man, it already feels like there's been a whole year in this year, right? There's more to come. And God's got great things for you this year. And so we're gonna pray. And, and for those who, who maybe don't understand the symbolic nature of being anointed with oil. I want you to know that, that right through the Scriptures, being anointed was this symbol of people and things being set apart for the things of God. And I love this scene in the Scriptures in the Old Testament where even David, as a young boy, Scholars say that he was probably about 12 years old. He was a long way from the throne at that time. And yet he was anointed as king with oil. They poured it over his head and anointed him. And it was this prophetic action to say that he was set apart for the plans and purposes of God. And as you come this morning and receive this anointing and be prayed over, I want you to see it as a prophetic step of faith that I'm coming and I'm doing this to say, yes, Lord, for your plans and purposes in the year ahead for me. And you might come and you might say, well, I have no idea what it looks like and what God requires of me. In faith, the people praying for you are just gonna declare God's goodness over you. And that's good. Just receive that, right? So that's one of the responses. The second response is this, is that down the front on either side here, we've got these prayer walls. And you might realise that, hey, my workplace is somewhere that God has me. I'm set apart to be in that workplace. And what I'd love for you to do is come down, grab a piece of paper, give us some info about that, pop your name on there, stick it on the wall, and then you're gonna have a team of people who are gonna be praying for you as God takes you into that place. So they're the two responses this morning. Does that sound good? I'm gonna get our prayers up here. I've asked some of our elders to come and pray this morning. We're gonna have um, four couples along the front. We're gonna have two couples at the back as well so that we can pray and anoint as many people here today as possible. If 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 you're thinking, is this like super significant? Is this just for the people with halos over their head? I want you to hear this. It would be amazing if we could anoint and pray for every single person in the room this morning and just bless you. Just bless you with God's goodness. And so can I ask you just to jump on your feet? I'm just gonna pray and then we're gonna move into that anointing time. Well, Father... I see a mighty army here in this room. I know there's more out there as well. Some joining us online this morning. Father, I see a prophetic vision of Your breath of life being breathed over an army with dry bones. You bring them to life, Lord, and set them to Your plans and purposes. I see a great harvest, Lord, 
a multiplication that's beyond anything that we could manufacture ourselves. It occurs in the power of Your Holy Spirit and surrendered saints before You, Lord, saying, here I am, use me. I see this over Hope Community Church, Lord. I see it in our community of Burp and Gary, a mantle over other churches around us, Lord. I see a great move of Yours in this year of 2023. And Father, we pray that above all else, we thank You that You are good, that we are people who get to sit and receive Your goodness, Lord, that we're set apart for Your goodness, Father. And so this morning, I pray that Your Holy Spirit would come. I specifically pray for a presence like fire, Lord, that's gonna refine us as Your people, Lord. It's gonna strip away all the junk, Lord, anything that's not from You, and it's gonna purify our hearts, Lord, to be fixed on You, Father. And so come now, Holy Spirit, we pray in Jesus' mighty Name. Amen. Amen.